are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Hello, yogis. So I know that you've been sending me questions via email and Instagram, and I have been reading them and replying to as many as I can. And I know that we haven't had a lot of the regularly scheduled episodes. You know, we do the yoga pose breakdown, even though it's 2.0 now, but also the yoga Q&A every single week. But I have been compiling data, and today's episode is actually really perfect. I've been trying to stay in line with all that we're going through collectively and worldwide. And I don't know if some of my local listeners know this, but a huge majority of my listeners come from Indonesia and the South Pacific, India, even the UK as we start to work our way up. I have some listeners in Italy and also Canada as well, of course, as the US and Brazil. So everyone is everywhere and we are all experiencing this together. So I don't know. I don't like that we all are going through this craziness, but I do like the unity, the yokeness of us being on the same wavelength. And I hope that we are all rising to our highest, highest, highest vibrational forces together. So today, I love this question that I've received because I'm turning it into my main episode this week and it's talking about what is the difference between being active, working out, training and practicing. So I am happy to discuss these differences, the gospel according to Breezy Bree, mostly because I feel like I do all of these things on some time or another or at the same time or another i don't know what i'm trying to say but let's break them down because there are some definite distinctions that might matter to you and you might be asking yourself why the heck do i care the differences well first and foremost because you are a yoga practitioner and yoga is a lifelong practice you know this you know my spiel but it is important to understand that practicing something is very different than working out or training or even just being active and so again we're gonna break that down also in general we are going through this lockdown and we are all locked out of our favorite yoga studios. So we've taken ourselves online or you all have been practicing using audio. Whoop, whoop. Or maybe you even have a really robust development of your own personal practice where you know how to sequence your own classes you know the yoga poses you have broken them down you've practiced them on your body you know what works for you even better right so it is important to understand these distinctions because sometimes i think we can get really caught up especially right now since there's so many online options to practice yoga that i'm seeing a lot of working out (laughs) and what do i mean by that well you're going to find out in today's episode so let's rock and roll (laughs) 
Hey yogis, find a new feature at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out today's show notes for a link to where you can find over a hundred free audio yoga classes. Simply pick your class, press play, and I will meet you on the mat. Namaste. So yogis, when we think about these different concepts of practicing or training, working out, or even just being active, what does that really mean? And how do these different concepts serve you in your life? Well, let's talk about the word practicing, especially when we think about yoga, right? We're all yoga practitioners. Well, one of the parts of this definition that I really loved and it really resonated with me was the idea of observation. So think about the word observe. When you are truly observing, you are really open to receive, you are wanting to learn, you are wanting to enhance and enrich your mindset, your life, all of that. And it's a lifelong idea, right? The same observation of the same thing can have a different impact on you at different times. And so you are not, you know, in an absolute kind of mindset. You're very open and aware. And so that's really what I think about when I think about being a yoga practitioner. Now, remember, yoga is this beautiful philosophy that is extremely diverse and vast, but is built on these eight limbs of beautiful principles and this beautiful foundation and this beautiful philosophy. And asana, of course, as we know, as the physical postures is just one of the eight limbs. And as you begin to have awareness, you know, we know yogi's favorite word is awareness, but when you do start to have awareness, you are able to observe something in a different way. I can observe a flower and I could just observe it at face value, the color, the smell, my senses, you know, my animal instincts, basically, as I'm observing that flower. But as I learn about the flower and I understand it more, that same observation takes on a new tone, a new world. If I learn that that flower is poisonous, then that takes me down a different mindset. If I learn that it's um, medicinal or healing, then that might open up a new world. So you can really allow yourself to expand as much as humanly possible. And that's truly, truly what I like to think of when I think about practicing. Now, recently, I've been really intentional about practicing acoustic guitar. I know, I know. That's the thing about social distancing. You start doing just about everything that was on your to-do list. And I grew up in a very musical household. My uncle, as I always describe him as being a rockero, he was very much into having a rock band. He played every single instrument. He wrote his own own songs and he was very influential on my life as well as other family members. So by the age of like four or five, I was fully playing the drums, you know. And so recently I lost him and I have been wanting to reconnect back with his music and just everything that I learned from being in his presence. 
And I've always been able to write music and things like that. So I've been kind of toying around with that world. And I am literally practicing. Like I am open. I am, you know, not necessarily goal oriented. I'm not looking for an end result. I am just open to receive whatever I pick up, whatever I can hang on to, whatever I can do. I am wanting to do that. And so it can easily become lifelong if you are in that state of mind. Now, that doesn't mean that everything requires that state of mind or is even appropriate for that state of mind. So right now, you have been really focusing on how to stay active, right? While in quarantine, you know, we are very limited with what we can do. Yoga studios are closed. Gyms are closed, you know. So people are getting out a lot more. Now, I know that there's a lot of online chit chat and you know about are we really social distancing if there's crowds of people on trails and in parks and on the streets and on their bikes and this and that and I have to tell you you know I've always been very outdoorsy as far as being actively engaged in physical fitness outdoors you know I walk my dog I do all those sorts of things and I always have and probably always will you know and so I've been seeing tons of people that look like they probably weren't very active before this and you know you can tell that they're like you know what this is the time for me to adhere to those new year's resolutions that I was ignoring and you see kids playing and it just reminds you of the days before video games <laughs> or at least what we heard about those days right but everyone's outside and it's really really encouraging and I think of that and just literally walking around. I mean, when I take phone calls, I try to pace while I'm on the phone. You know, for me, those are ways for me to stay active, to just be moving, just have the body moving. You know, I'm not necessarily overly aware of it. I've kind of set up some parameters over the years where I'm actively engaging and being active boom, boom boom pun intended but you know when you park your car really far so that you can walk that extra mile that's being active when you take the stairs over the elevator that's being active when you are choosing to do a yogi squat to pick up that pencil you dropped on the floor that's an active intention of being active right you know when you are trying to choose a reason to be physical, that is really a way of being active. And I think that we can do that all day. Well, I shouldn't say like all day, but we could do that every single day throughout the day. That's what I mean by that. If I say all day, it sounds literally like I mean all day. But I always joke with my yoga students that, you know, you want to practice balancing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth. Just take, you know, tree pose from the bottom um, and just make sure you do it on both legs, you know, you're washing your dishes, you can balance on one foot a little bit. You know, we're not saying that you're going to stay on one foot for 30 minutes, but a couple of seconds here turns into almost a minute there, you know, taking a moment and going into plank pose, you know, just 
whatever. You're taking time to figure something out. Also, you know, knowing that you're going to go garden for an hour and setting your timer. I mean, that is amazing. Or if you know you're going to do something so that you have this intention of I'm doing this so that I can move the body. So that's truly being active. And I think that we all need to do that. We all need to be super aware that and intentional that we are being active, especially yoga practitioner. Well, everybody, but especially as a yoga practitioner, you don't want to have most of your day not having any intentions of keeping the body fluid. And then you go to this practice that is physically demanding you know it's much easier to make it through these classes when you have been intentionally moving the body so I definitely love the idea of trying to stay active all of the time now one of the coolest stories I heard was from a dietitian, and she is oh gosh I don't want to mangle it she's a she's a really known dietitian in Texas And I believe it's for the University of Texas, but I am not positive and I'm so sorry about that. But I love her. Um, She does these lectures and I used to really listen to them a couple of years ago. And she said that she had these two athletes that she was working with. And she was um, having one tr- a trouble with one of her athletes who he just couldn't gain weight and he needed to gain weight. And after observing him, she realized that he was very active. So he was an engineering student as well as an athlete. I believe he was a basketball player, but I'm not positive about that right now. And he would eat like she kept changing his calories she kept adding calories he was up to like 8,000 calories a day and he was having a really tough time making it through that you know he's eating ice cream and you know just whatever to try to put on these pounds and so she had him she had him an observation of some sort uh look at us back to that word observe and she realized that he was a person who was a fidgety person. So if he was thinking, he was like fidgeting. Um, He would tap his feet. He would move his hands. He would pace. He was always moving. And so his body was just literally a burning fuel machine. And so what I took from that story was, okay, Brie, you need to be more active. So if you're sitting, you know, somewhere for a really long time, just tap your feet a little bit. <laughs> like if this guy can burn some extra um, calories and stay active and keep the blood flowing, you can too, right? And then she had another student who he was um, trying to lose weight for, I don't know if he was a different sport, but he was trying to lose weight and she didn't want to go below a certain amount of calories, you know, just factoring in nutrition and what he needed to sustain himself. And she realized that he was like not active enough. And so one of the things that she realized was that he had very intentional practices for his sport and he would train and he would do those different things, which we're going to be talking about training in a minute. But um, when he was done, like when that hour and a half was over, he was super sedentary, like he was like a, a rock. And so it just went to show that even though he was in a sport and he was working hard and all of that, he, he had the opposite effect. 
Like the hour and a half wasn't enough out of 24 hours a day versus the other guy. So there's definitely needing to understand where you fit on the spectrum, especially if you're in this quarantine, you're trying to be really conscientious of how healthy and and what all you're doing to stay moving and stay engaged in your practice and things on and off of the mat, okay? So just thought I would share those cool little stories. I totally digressed on that. Now, the next one is talking about training. And if you've ever trained for anything, I trained for the marathon Um I've done it a couple of different times, but that's the one that I like to think about the most because it is literally something that is very intentional. Now, you can also be a recreational runner. You can be a jogger. You can you might even be a daily runner and jogger and still not be ready for a marathon. And why is that? Well, I remember my first marathon that I was training for before I was training, I should say. And I was not like a track star in high school or one of those kind of people, okay? So I was never a runner before I um, started picking up running. And I just wanted to pick up running. I never thought about the marathon or races or anything. I didn't even really, I don't even know if I thought that they existed or how those even worked or anything. And this was years ago. This was already, you know, several years ago. And I just started running. You know, I lived really close to a beautiful trail that was alongside the river and it was begging me to take up running. So I just started running and I wasn't really running fast and I was running with my little shizu and we were going about, I would guess, 12 to 13 minutes per mile. So it was definitely like someone could probably be speed walking right next to me and I was just keeping this very generous pace. But I loved the feeling, this euphoric feeling that I was getting. It just felt like me and nature and there's just something about using your body to get you from point A to point B, you know, it's very, you know, um, introspective. It reminds me a lot of yoga, to be honest. And so I remember running for about a year solid, you know, where I did like some daily runs, maybe a couple of miles. I didn't even really know how long I was running or how far I was running or anything. Then I decided to get like map your run or something along those lines. And then I started actually noticing my distance. Then I thought, well, should I be running this slow? Should I be running faster? Then I started doing research. And as you know, when you start doing research, you start learning more. And I started caring about my heart rate while I was running and getting into that fat burning zone and just whatever. Moral of the story is the more I was digging, the more I was finding. And ultimately, I found like a 5K race and I started training for that. And then that turned into a 10K and then it turned into a 10 mile and then a half marathon and then the full marathon. And I did all those races in one year, like my first 5K to my first marathon all happened within nine months apart. And. As I was training for these things, I realized how intentional I had to be. I had to keep a training log. I had to worry about carbo loading at this time and what should I eat for nutrition after I run so that my muscles would recover faster and what should I cross train to help me get faster and should I do speed days and oh my goodness, it was like, it was really fascinating for one. I became very obsessed with it. But um, it was very different from just the idea of whether you want to call it working out or you want to call it practicing or you want to call it staying active. Training was 
legitimately totally different. I do happen to think that everyone should train for something every couple of years. You know, rather you're training for a 5K race or you're training for um, some sort of a bike-a-thon or you're training for, you know, I don't know, a concert you're going to play in or just... The reason why I love the idea of training is because it is really cool to see yourself in action when you are working towards something physically um, or just a skill. You know what I mean? It's really great to understand the difference between that mindset and what you shouldn't be doing, especially in like a yoga practice, right? But also just to um, add that spice to your life. So that to me, training is a very intentional act. It's something that you take extremely seriously. You're looking for a desired outcome. You're looking for a result. And um, you are wanting to do something at your best, right? Which is really, um, I think, contradicting to what we talk about when we think about a yoga practice. Now... We talked about working out a little bit there because what is working out? Now, if you've ever been a gym rat, and I know I have, and I still sometimes am, but if you've ever lifted weights, especially free weights, and you've noticed that there's a huge difference between, again, training and working out, and the reason is, is because if you're really intentionally trying to build muscle or intentionally trying to lose weight, again, you need to log things. You need to be intentional. You need to understand what you did before, what you're going to do next. It is very, very um, structured. Now, if you're just working out, part of that is just that extended concept of being active. Also, maybe an extended concept of practice. Um, but it's not all the way to the level of training, right? It has this intention of I'm going to go work out, right? So whatever that means to you, I'm going to go work out. I want to bust a sweat. I want to, you know, burn off that brownie I ate at lunch. I just want to get outside. I, I just want to practice soccer um, and have fun and, and treat it as a workout. But how does that work when you think about yoga, Okay. I know that some people practice yoga with the mindset of working out. And in a lot of ways, people are brought to the practice of yoga in gyms. And that sort of, um, you know, I think that is type of establishment because people are working out or they are training for something. And they've heard yoga is a good recovery or yoga is a good cross training modality, which it is, by the way. Um, but how do you turn a workout into a practice and why is it important to have that distinction in yoga well I don't know that it is a hundred percent an important need especially when you are I think dedicated and devoted to wanting to practice yoga and what do I mean by that well for instance I've been recording episodes, um, yoga class episodes recently and publishing them in this entire COVID-19, you know, coronavirus bit. And I've been focusing a little bit on very intentional yoga practices, of course, you know, stuff like we did with the EFT um, 
therapy practice and you know if we're doing something where we're really focused on opening up the hips or we're focusing on arm balances or something like that but i've also been throwing in what i would consider to be a little bit more fun working out-esque type practices such as cardio fun and you know yoga for the glutes and yoga for the core and although those are very intentional practices They're meant in a way to get you out of your head, to have a good time, to move the body, to get some sweat flowing, perhaps not necessarily trying to, you know, make the only goal about being centered, which I really believe like being on the mat will get you there regardless. We, you know, we always center when we come into it. We focus on pratyama throughout and we end in a way that connects the mind, body and spirit. But I have been kind of throwing in those more workout type fun classes because I really want you to just show up, right? Sometimes when we're training or we're practicing, even though it shouldn't be this way, we are a little intimidated by making it, right? You know, like, oh, I have to go train for the marathon today, but I got to get it in. I've got to get in those 13 miles. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to be ready for the marathon because I've got to progress all the way up to 18 miles or whatever, right? Like when you're training for something, it matters if you miss a session. If you are practicing yoga, you might start to get a little bit hard on yourself if you miss a session. It actually feels like, whoa, I'm missing my practice. You know, I didn't practice my acoustic guitar tonight or I didn't, you know, practice gymnastics tonight. You know, I'm, I'm one less step closer to getting to the next level, whatever that means, right? But if you're... Just thinking, you know what, I'm just going to go work out. You know, I'm not going to worry about if I need to open up my hips before I balance on my one foot. And if I balance on my one foot, do I need to now balance on my hands? I'm not going to really be as intentionally focused on this. You know, I'm not going to go to the gym and worry, did I, you know, bench press my body weight yesterday? And if so, I got to bench press you know, my body weight plus five pounds today to have a progressive overload or I got to bench press one more rep than I did the last session to, you know, build muscle. Maybe you just need to get out of your head and you just want to get into the practice or into the workout and you just want to make it there. So that's what I think of when I think about working out. And actually, I've been doing a lot more of that recently. I'm a very intentional person. I'm sometimes all or nothing, but I've worked really hard over the years to not be that type of person either. You know, where if you miss a a day of whatever it is, like it's almost like you're starting all over, even though that's not the way it is. And I think it's important that we focus on just sometimes understanding what your intention is for whatever it is that you're doing. You know, when I'm out walking my dog, my intentions are related to walking my dog, right? If I'm out for a jog and my dog is with me, well, my intentions are to jog. So if I'm walking my dog, I might let him pee on a few more trees than normal. But if we are on an intentional jog, then I need to focus on the jog and we need to be kind of keeping up our pace. And he's he knows that if we're running, he can't pee on every tree, you know. So if I need to just have a workout, if I just need to walk in to the gym that's not open right now. But if I need to just show up on my mat and just go, you know what? 
I don't know if I'm going to practice for 10 minutes or for, you know, an hour. I don't know what's going to happen. I just want to breathe and move my body. Maybe I do eight down dogs, some planks and the warrior series. Maybe I do the sun salutations. Maybe I do the sun salutations and then the rest of my practice I'm in handstand up against the wall over and over and over and then I do shavasana you know because we don't skip the shavasana do we yogis it's okay you know and that's what I really want you to take away from today's episode with all its craziness that it's been um I've taken us all around the merry-go-round but sometimes it's okay to just know what it is that you're in for what you are hoping to connect with and just be there. You know, maybe you need to get in that practice because you're really focused on opening up the hips because you're planning on riding, you know, bike riding for 10 miles tomorrow. And so you really want to prepare for that. So that yoga practice the day before is really intentional. Or maybe you're recovering or cross training using yoga for something else. And you really want to dial in your sequence. You know, you really want to make sure, you know, am I ready for, you know, whatever it is I'm training for? I really want to make sure my shoulders are not tight and yada, yada. Or you're just like, you know what? I don't know what I'm in the mood for. I just want to get on my mat. I just want to fill my bare feet on the earth. And I just want to move my body. I want to move my spine. I want to balance. I want to practice. (laughs) I just want to practice. No judgment. Just practice. I think just practice. And so that's how a few of the classes that I've published on the podcast have been recently. They've literally just been, I'm just on the mat. I'm just doing what feels best. I just want to have a little bit of fun. I want to get out of my own head. I want to be active. Maybe I want to get a little bit of a workout. I want to feel a little sweat. I want to feel like I kind of challenged myself a little bit here, but I'm not training for anything and I'm you know, not needing this to be anything that it doesn't need to be. And that's okay. And in a month from now, I'm going to start training, you know, real hard for X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm going to be doing this salsa dancing competition. Oh, I wish I missed those. So I really want to focus on balancing on one leg in yoga to prepare me for that. Or, you know, I really want to do well in snowboarding season next year. And, I want to start preparing for that now by way of my yoga practice. So I really want a certain sequence. I want to get in every couple of days to make sure I'm building that, right? I'm building my core. I'm building my back. I'm creating a flexible spine. So as you can tell, there's a lot of ways that you can think about your practice. There's a lot of ways you can think about life. And especially now with everything that's happening, you know, we are all encouraged to still be active, to try to get in those workouts, to maybe start training for something, but definitely to continue to practice. So thanks for listening, yogis. I hope that you are all doing well. You're living at your highest vibration. And for my yogi who asked this awesome question, as you can tell, this was a lot longer than a yoga Q&A question and answer. So this is a main episode and I appreciate you for it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Next week, I'm hoping to start to delve deeper into the female moon cycle series where we talk about the importance of connecting back to your divine feminine and for my male yogis, for you to understand what that even is and how important it is to encourage the women in your life, especially if you're a father, to really encourage the girls and the women to look up at the moon and figure out what's their moon and understand why mother nature is so divinely incredible. So I'm hoping to do that series next week. I've been being called to do it for quite some time, but I think while we're still locked down, this is a good time to do it because we're probably going to be in an entire moon cycle and quarantine or social distancing. And women are having their own moon cycles throughout this entire process obviously so i want to make sure i give us some time to have the peace of understanding how to connect yourself back to the moon before we are all pushed back into society again and it's socially acceptable to go 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 <laughs> i hope that we learn that we don't have to do that that it's okay right if we learn one of many things that I hope we're going to learn out of this entire experience. One of them is slow down, spend more time outdoors, spend more time with loved ones, the people who you would want to be quarantined with or had no choice but to be quarantined with. And don't take that stuff for granted, right? All right, Yogi, stay well, stay healthy, stay safe. Be the love. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.